Hello and welcome to the Dime Alive podcast. I'm your host, Aloise Surfleet Middleton. Each week I show you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I interview top thought leaders changing the world with their work. And I also show you how you can build a life in alignment with your soul, do your dharma, be happier, healthier, live longer and have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. So without further ado, let's dive into the next podcast. This week, I talked to Aaron Abaker, and he is such a genuine, amazing guy. I was really keen to get him on the podcast because he has a series on YouTube where he explains the teachings of Ra. Now, this is a channeled book which talks about what is happening on the planet at the moment, and it gives him amazing insights. So you will hear in this episode all about his story and his journey and how he has gone through three different stages of enlightenment, three different awakenings, and now he is an incredibly powerful teacher. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast. You're going to get some really amazing information on what is the work that you should be doing right now. So hello and welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. This week I have a very knowledgeable gentleman, Aaron Abka. He is a philosopher and an empowerment enthusiast and actually he's incredible <laughs> and you're about to find out why. So Aaron, welcome to the Dharma Life podcast. Thank you for having me, Aloise. It's a pleasure. I am very excited about the conversation we're going to have. I found Aaron through his extensive work on the law of one and you're going to find if you've not heard of this you are going to about to have a treat in store Um, and then I kind of started investigating his work and I was just so impressed with the work he's doing in the world so if you haven't already please go and check him out on YouTube but Aaron welcome to the Dharma Life podcast great to be here (laughs) would you mind just sharing with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you're currently doing in the world sure thing yeah um, so yeah, like you said, I teach mostly on YouTube, um, topics such as, uh, obviously the law of one's a big, probably the most popular topic on my channel. Uh, I also love teaching on a course in miracles and some other channel texts. Uh, mostly I like to teach on non-duality and, uh, self-realization, self-empowerment, the things you mentioned. So I do that on YouTube. I do workshops, um, working on a master class right now and some other fun stuff like that. Excellent. And, and do you mind sharing a bit about your journey? Because one of the things we love to do on the Dharma Life podcast is um, hear from you about how you got on to this path, this incredible path that you're on today. Yeah, it's always interesting to hear people's journeys, right? Mm. Well, so I grew up as a pastor's kid in an evangelical church in the Bay Area in California. And I was um, like a super sincere, the most super sincere Christian kid you've ever met. Like I was all about Jesus. I just, I always wanted to do the right thing. Uh, I never even contemplated having a sip of alcohol or smoking pot or any of that kind of stuff because I was taught that that stuff was wrong and you're going to go to hell if you do it. And, you know, all I wanted to do was please God. So I was very sincere in my faith and it was, um, it wasn't just something I, I did to be a part of a group or feel special or 
have afterlife insurance, but it was always sincere on my part. But when I got to be about 23, um, I started to, I had been confronting some of the religious beliefs that just hadn't sat right with me for many, many years, such as the belief in hell and biblical inerrancy and the rapture and things like that. So I was actually working at a church full time as a worship pastor. And I had a, I guess you could say like my initial um, spiritual awakening out of religion. And I just said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm betraying my, my integrity by working at this church and pretending to believe all of this stuff that I do not believe. So I quit my job. I moved back to Oklahoma, which is where I went to college, and just started seeking my own spiritual path. And through that seeking, I found you know Alan Watts, Eckhart Tolle, uh, started getting into more Eastern philosophy and, and traditions, Taoism, Hinduism, and so forth, especially Zen and Buddhism. And then that led me to just, um, I guess, at 27, um, I was going through some really difficult times in my life, really, really severe depression. And I was seeking, you know, self-realization very hard and wasn't finding it. And then I had a, basically a sort of a spiritual awakening one day, actually at work. Um, where I was working at Google at the time in Mountain View, California. And I was on my break and just listening to like an Eckhart Tolle lecture and something in my mind kind of emptied and allowed me to see the truth of my, my true nature, which was that all of the things that were tormenting me, my depression, uh, all my attachments and desires, I saw that they were actually just programs my mind had generated through my life, but they weren't original to me. And that actually my true essence wanted nothing to do with them or could care less about them. Wow. So there was just this amazing sort of innocence or emptiness, uh, bliss, nirvana, whatever you want to call it, for about a two-week period. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing. And then I've had uh, elements of that. Like I've had, I've had my own kind of oneness experience, but it was probably for you know even a couple of hours. It didn't last right. two weeks. Or you have to take a psychedelics or something, typically, to see those kinds of things. So I don't, you know, I can't tell you exactly why it happened the way it did, but um, but it happened that way. And after two weeks of that, um, some things happened in my life that brought me back into suffering again and so, sort of took me out of that state of, of oneness experience. And then I just started, um, you know, I, I, at the time I was a fitness model in San Francisco. I was doing a uh, national level bodybuilder. I had all these things going that the person, the character, Aaron thought he gained value from. Mm. And after that experience, I had less than zero interest in all those things. <laughs> of course. Like that's a hell of a wake up call. Like I, I remember my own, it was like, how did that happen? You know, it yeah. was such an amazing experience. Or like, who was the guy who wanted anything to do with those things? You know, yeah. I was posting shirtless pictures on Instagram, you know, every day. And all of a sudden that whole part of my identity, it was like, I just walked out of it or something. Yeah. Quit my modeling job, quit bodybuilding. I never posted another shirtless picture ever again. Yeah. Wow. And I devoted my whole life to seeking how to get back, quote unquote, to that state of enlightenment. And that's kind of that journey of seeking to get back there created a lot of suffering for me as the seeker for my true nature. And I you know, came to the realization that I was in a very ironic or paradoxical situation of presupposing that I was some kind of imaginary self who was trying to extinguish itself <laughs> to find its true self, you know, 
And I realized all of that was also the mind trying to do it. And there was actually nothing to attain or achieve because I'm already that. And the, the person Aaron didn't become enlightened for two weeks. The person Aaron disappeared for two weeks. Yeah. So you could just be reconnected to source. Yeah, to what Amazing. was real. And it's a really interesting path because you've gone through the, the three stages, haven't you? Because you've gone through kind of exoteric, which is obviously yeah. religion, and then mesoteric, obviously, which is more the Buddha, you know, you're getting into yoga, tantra, and then you've mm-hmm. gone into esoteric, which is obviously where you're sitting now. So that's a, an incredible journey, you know, to have taken. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Wow. It has been. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I truly believe we choose this, obviously, before we came come down a hundred percent yeah and um one of the things i really wanted to talk to you about is you know you have had an incredible journey um and i'd love to get your kind of insights into what you feel is happening and, and you know maybe you know sharing from what you know from the teachings of the law of one because you know this is an incredible time for humanity and you know yeah. somebody somebody like yourself i i believe and, and myself has been training for lifetimes to to, yeah. to be here right now to help humanity with what's happening um so can you kind of maybe talk from the law of one perspective around what you or what the law of one would sort of stipulate that's happening on the earth at the moment and then obviously your own opinion yeah well one of the reasons I became so fascinated with the, the raw material is because of the way that Ra explains what is happening on our planet right now. And I, I love the law of one. And I think everybody who reads it loves it because it has this ability to really explain the metaphysics of the universe and why things are the way they are. Um, what's the sort of uh, what's going on behind the curtain, so to speak, right? Why do our souls come here? Um, what is reincarnation? Why do we evolve? All those kinds of questions are answered in the raw material in such a mind-blowing way that, um, you know, the, the one feedback I always hear from everybody who gets into the, the law of one is it, when I read it, it's like I'm remembering it. Mm. Like my heart is exploding with joy at the remembrance of this information. Of I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is what I'm doing here. So on that vein, the way that Ra explains our soul's evolution is in terms of uh, what's called the seven densities of consciousness. And this, it's such a fascinating concept, but to quickly explain what I think is happening on the planet, the way that Ra explains how a soul evolves is not quite how most um, people typically think of it, which is that you know we just come to earth to reincarnate as a human until we ascend and then we return back to the source. But the way that Ra explains it is actually the process is much longer than that and much deeper than that. Mm. And that actually this, um, this density dimension we're in is called third density. And the third density is actually by far the shortest and most intense of the seven densities that our soul evolves through. So Ra says that the first density of consciousness is the four elements of uh, earth, water, air, and fire. So when planet Earth was formed, consciousness was just in the form of those four elements. And as water interacted with magma and air and dirt, after you know a billion or so years of Earth in that state, started to form microbial life and bacteria. And that would be what's called second density, when consciousness is able to have growth and movements, right? So anything that has movement, a cell, a bacteria, is a second density life form. And so that actually goes all the way up through insects, plants, and animals, Mm. because it's really just the state of pure awareness. 
so we so see in the some <laughs> well, animals, especially you know, they live in the moment, right? Because they don't have self awareness yet, meaning they don't have any conceptual knowledge that I exist. They're just in a state of pure being, which is why, for example, if you see an antelope run away from a lion on Discovery Channel, I mean, it's it's all about to get eaten alive, right? How traumatic. Mm-hmm. But it it escapes, and then within a few minutes, it's back to grazing peacefully with the rest of its flock. Right? It, it doesn't have to go see any... trauma gone. <laughs> exactly, it does a little shadow work, and it moves on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to go to an animal therapist or psychologist or go on antidepressants. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's because there's no concept of me in place in the mind yet to have a story created about oh, what almost happened to me. Where would I have gone if I had perished in X, Y, Z? So that's second density. And then when we get to third density, that's when uh, consciousness becomes self-aware. So there's the, the knowledge I am is born. And out of that is where we get the ego, the sense of being a separate individual self. And so third density is really the density of separation, um, recognizing that I am different from you and from you and from the environment and so on, which ine- inevitably leads to war and conflict and tribalism and violence and all kinds of you know horrible stuff mm. that we've seen throughout human history. Mm. So this is where we are today. Um, Ra explains that in, I think the, this was channeled in 1981. Mm-hmm. So he says, in 30 years time, the earth will, go in, will shift into a state of fourth density vibration. So fourth density, uh, each density also corresponds to the seven chakras in the body. Mm-hmm. So let, like every life form has all seven energy centers available, but depending on what density they're in, uh, those centers aren't activated yet. So like an insect, like an ant, let's say, mm-hmm. has um, the first chakra, the root, and the sacral chakra activated, but they don't have the third chakra, which is the solar plexus, activated yet. That's, in, that's what's in charge of self-awareness, right? So the human being does. Now, Ra says when we activate the fourth chakra, the heart chakra, mm-hmm. that's the chakra of love, right? Of, of oneness, of harmony and unity. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. So where we are as a collective is that Ra says that the, the whole 2012 Mayan calendar scare that happened, mm-hmm. that was actually, that was an actual spiritual event, but it wasn't anything like we, we thought it was, most of the conspiracy theorists or whatever. It was actually our planet clicking into the next vibration of density, which is fourth density. And the reason that that happens, Ra explains, is once um, 51% or more of the planet, so I guess, you know, the humans on the planet have shifted consciousness. Mm. Once 51% have evolved into a fourth density consciousness, meaning they're starting to realize you and I are one, we should love one another, we should be in this together. That's a fourth density thought or vibration. And once 51% of the planet is in that, then the planet itself becomes a fourth density planet. Because we are the planet, right? Mm, Each and every one of us. So that's what happened in 2012. And I think what we're seeing in our world now, especially through like the rise of the internet and social media and all these technologies that really unite us and allow us to see people from all across the world and become friends with people across the world. That's all a result of this fourth density density shift that's bringing us together as a collective to realize we need to stop blowing each other up. We need to stop going to war and fighting with one another. We need to love one another because 
we're all we've got. We're on this planet alone and we're, our, our separation is destroying our planet. And so we're actually seeing that a lot in, in the news, right? And social justice reform and all this collective awakening that's happening is the result of that fourth density shift. Mm. And so, so the way I understand it is Mother Gaia is going, like she's in her own evolutionary you know, consciousness process. And so she's kind of gone, going, and we're going with her. Um, and can you talk about the shadow? Because obviously, I know this is one of your other areas of specialism, but, you know, mm-hmm. what we're seeing at the moment is that collective shadow yeah. on the planet coming up, you know. Um, right. and, and, and collectively, we have to integrate that shadow. So I just wondered if you could just talk to that, talk, speak to that. Yeah, that's also a really important teaching from the law of one that Ra, the term Ra uses for that is catalyst, which I love because instead of saying like my challenges, my problems, Mm. my difficulties, my pain, Ra says, just see it as catalyst. I love that. Right? Mm. (laughs) Because I mean, without some kind of catalyst, consciousness cannot evolve. But what a great Uh, reframe that everything we've been through is just a catalyst, you know. It is. Yeah, brilliant. And everything we heal from was just an illusion. Mm. Like when we heal from it, from anything, we, we look back and see, oh, it was, none of it was real. It was a story I created out of my erroneous belief that I'm separate. Mm. And of course, we're not separate. So when we see our oneness, all conflict and, and dissension and separation is dissolved in that. And there's simply what Ra calls um, uh, spiritual polarity or polarization, another way of saying evolution. Um, if you choose the positive path, which there's two paths you can choose, positive or negative, mm-hmm. and neither one is right or wrong, it's more like the polarities of an electron charge. You can go the negative path, which is service to self, or the positive path, which is service to others. Mm-hmm. And if you choose the positive path, then the way that you polarize, evolve, is by serving and loving others, because that's the recognition of oneness, right? Mm-hmm. What I do to you, I do to myself, and that's a very fourth density vibration. So yeah, our, our problems are really just our catalysts into the next phase of our evolution. And we're here to make use of them. We're here to see the lesson that they're offering us. And in that sense, life is the greatest teacher, right? The greatest guru that's always bringing up the things in us that need to be healed. And as a collective, before we can step into a collective fourth density vibration, where we see as a group, we are one, we want to love one another, we have to heal our shadow first, mm. the shadow of third density, our separation, our fear, um, our jealousy, our judgments, and so forth. Mm. And so what's happening now with this pandemic is I think Mother Earth's way of kind of shaking the ground and the reverberations of across the whole planet right now are confront your fear, face your fear. Um, you know, There's people that are having all these crazy conspiracy theories right now and those are a result of what's on the inside of each one of us, that we, we believe we're alone. We believe, we're, we believe life is against us. Um, something is coming to attack us or take our freedom from us. And yeah, before we can step into love, we have to heal that part of our shadow. So advice for our listeners in this current time, what can they be doing to integrate their own shadows or what work is it that our listeners should be doing to help them smoothly transition? Great question. Well, I think in terms of what's going on right now in this pandemic, the, the best thing anyone can do, like 
a lot of people want to run to the streets and protest, or they want to write long posts on Facebook, posting videos about, hey, check out this conspiracy or that. And it's all well-intentioned, right? It's people trying to spread what they believe is the truth. But what I would encourage everyone listening is don't be in a rush to, to claim anything, right? Don't be in a rush to claim that you know this is really what's happening or this is really going to be the outcome of this. Simply sit back and observe your own reactions to whatever's happening. Because the most important thing anybody can ever do is prioritize their own growth. There's nothing you can do more important for the world than that. Um, you want to change the world, you got to change yourself first. And until that becomes the focus of our collective, each one of us individually needs to take responsibility for our own healing, then the collective can't heal because the collective is just a bunch of individuals, right? Yeah. So if we're pointing the finger at others and you're the problem, you're the problem, then we're just bypassing our own blindness and, and shadow. Mm -hmm. So it's always about looking within yourself. And if there's judgments coming up about this, or there's fear coming up, or what have you, simply watch that movement of your own mind. Simply observe those, that reactivity. And as you observe it, you're giving your true, your true nature, the nature of love and oneness and peace, you're giving it an opportunity to see that distortion and begin to heal it. But unless you're really willing to look at it and see it for what it is, it's always going to stay unconscious and it's going to keep running you and controlling the way you think. So really kind of examine your, so observe the situation first of all. So observe what is happening on the planet currently and then watch what it is in you that's being triggered and then yes. feel it to heal it, to integrate it back in. Exactly. It's always the same process. Allow, accept, and love everything that appears. Beautiful. Fantastic. And what, what, can I just say you explained that so well. Thank you. That was like a really, <laughs> really beautiful explanation. So thank you. That was really amazing. Um, Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you all day. <laughs> um, you probably could. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would love it. Um, so... Again, just, you know, advice for our listeners, you know, again, okay, so this is the work that they need to be doing. They need to be observing, healing, integrating, you know, what's your prediction then maybe for the mm. next few years between now and 2024? How do you see this playing out? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and don't worry, I'm not going to hold you to it. And there's no money on it or anything. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> okay, I feel a little safer now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I never really get it get too involved with predictions or what I think is going to happen because I've learned that life always surprises you and you can never predict it. <laughs> but um, I'm very optimistic about our future. Um, almost to the point of, I don't understand how people can be pessimistic about it. <laughs> sure. And that's simply because if you look at where we've come from, yeah. to me, that paints the whole picture of where we're going. Yes. Um, Sure. Is it possible that mankind could, we could destroy our planet and kill us all off before we evolve enough? Of course that's possible. But even that doesn't bother me or worry me at all because ultimately only God exists. There's only the will of God. And if that's the destiny of, of humanity, then that's what's supposed to happen. And I would accept that as well. But I really do believe in my heart. You know, I'm a big believer in the emotional guidance system mm. and what feels the most joyful to think about is what's most true, right? Mm. According to the emotional guidance system. And when I think about humanity's future, I feel extremely excited because knowing what the law of one lays out about what fourth density is, um, 
Ra, Ra is a social memory complex that evolved from the planet Venus about 2 billion years ago, um, which is really actually interesting because in the 1980s when this was channeled, we didn't know anything about Venus at all, mm. basically, more or less. And just recently, I think in September of 2019, they had some big study released on Venus where they found that about 2 billion years ago, Venus would have been like prime candidate for life to evolve, you know, beautiful oceans, um, atmosphere and all that for, for intelligent life. And so it kind of lines up perfectly with the timeline Ra lays out. And Ra says that their fourth density was extremely harmonious and um, they evolved very quickly through it. So when we move into once, whatever gets harmonized gets efficient. And I think we're already seeing so many signs of how we can use technology for good once we get our own collective consciousness worked out and purge out the third density stuff of like, let's use this technology to control and manipulate people. Mm. You know, we're seeing some of that, but the, the, the collective awareness around that stuff is so high that like the people at this point, because we have internet and technology are, would never let that stuff happen anymore. Right. Powers that be can't get away with that stuff anymore because there's too much transparency. No world wars. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing of the past in a sense. Mm. So I think that the collective consciousness will continue to correct the powers that be. And not only that, but actually sort of take power back from the powers that be, mm. which so we also see. Take exactly, sovereignty. Yeah, and, and just things like not needing to rely on big business anymore. Because now anybody with talent and passion can create a business, a small business, and start serving people the goods and whatever that they want to. And so we are less and less relying on big corporations and government and more on one another and individuals. So I see all those things, um, and it, it makes me very optimistic about where we're heading, and especially with technology being able to solve world hunger and disease and sickness. And we're just around the corner from so many incredible scientific breakthroughs that I think we'll probably see in our lifetime and other things like traveling to Mars and, and seeding Mars and maybe even terraforming the planet and traveling to other star systems. There's so much cool stuff in our future that I think it's, you know, why waste time being pessimistic? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely. Like I, I, I feel like we're just on the edge of this beautiful, this beautiful new golden age, you know, a hundred percent. That's how I see it. Aaron, thank you so much. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Really really enjoyed it so i really appreciate you coming on the podcast how can people find you if, if they uh, want to do some more work with you or just get in touch uh all my links are the same exact thing youtube.com slash instagram slash facebook slash aaron abke <laughs> makes it nice and simple <laughs> nice and easy for you well i am definitely putting money on your prediction Yes. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully uh, it resonates with all our listeners too. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the Dharma Life podcast. Thank you, Alois. It's been a pleasure. What a genuine guy. Really, really nice. And what a fascinating story. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please do tag me and him and let me know that you've enjoyed it. Uh, it's always really nice to get feedback and I know that he will appreciate it. He's such a genuine guy. So yeah, please tag me and tag him and let me know your thoughts. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Dharma Life podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode. Please come over and say hello on my Instagram, our Facebook group. And also, please let me know what you thought. So if you are listening, please take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to. Tag me on Instagram and I will reshare your post. And please let me know what it is that you got out of today's episode. Remember, when we do our Dharma, we are happier, healthier, we live longer, and we have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. Mm-hmm.